right, welcome back, peeps. A little bit of technical issues, a little bit of, I don't know, maybe our can or our computer was hyped up on candy too after today, but we're live now. We're uh, on episode 36 here. Uh, happy Halloween to everybody. Hopefully you're out there safe, doing some trick-or-treating, charging your kids a little bit of, you know, the parent tax. I'm not sure what it is in your household, but mine are young enough where the parent tax is still around 90-95%. Good way to teach your kids math while also filling your sweet tooth uh, here on this October 31st episode. Uh, I'm your host, Steve Fisher. You can find me on Twitter at SSFisher87. We are presented by the Dean Blundell Network, and I am joined once again by Christopher Casper Phillips. What's Casper. happening today? Yeah. Casper's not. He's not the sidekick, so I'll take it. I'm, I'm the leader this week. I don't, I don't even know who would be the sidekick in that show, but I'll, I'll take it. Everyone else. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, exactly, yeah. Everyone else who's not the, the you know, name, who the movie isn't named after. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good show. I haven't seen that one in a while, hey? The OG but, one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know we watched it. I mean, not even during Halloween season. We watched it a couple months ago with the kids on I don't know, one of the streaming services on one of our random movie Friday nights. But yeah, we are back again. Uh, I mean, what would uh, a Ballhawks live stream be without a little bit of technical <laughs> issues? Um, ran into some, some you know, problems here and there, but that's okay. We are live. We're uh, live over on our own Twitter feed tonight. So at Ballhawks underscore pod. Of course, be sure to give us a follow there. Don't forget to follow myself at PhillipsChris12. And guys, we all know I don't listen to Steve. Um, so please be sure to give him a follow also, uh, just in case he missed it at SSFisher87. Um, and like Steve said, happy Halloween. I, I hope everyone had a, uh, you know, fun, safe uh, Halloween weekend. Um, you know, everyone who was, I'm sure, out partying uh, last night, especially those without kids. Uh, I uh, Remember the days, Steve. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> when we were young and we would go on. Yeah, I, I don't really remember that either. Um, but uh, everyone that, of course, took their kids out trick-or-treating. I hope uh, everyone had fun. The kids had fun. Uh, I, you know, burned off a bunch of energy. And, um, you know, I, I spent the last 30 minutes before we jumped on here going through all my kids' uh, giant <laughs> haul of candy. Uh, I, I sent Steve a picture of it. But my kids have a... Like one of those reusable grocery bags full, like full to the brim of candy. And that's just from hitting our neighborhood. Like we didn't like, you know, drive into any other random neighborhoods or hit up anything else or anything. Uh, so, um, Steve, how was Halloween in the Fisher household? I mean, uh, we, we, we saw the costumes, uh, you know, the, the Fisher family once again nailed it. I, I want to give I, I, I t texted you, uh, but I want to also give an on-air shout-out to your wife, Alyssa, uh, for absolutely nailing it on not only the costumes, but especially the makeup. Yeah, thanks. Uh, also, same for, goes for me, obviously. Um, she's a makeup artist, so she loves planning these and thinking of, you know, what character would be fun to challenge herself and and uh, kind of knock the makeup out of the park. But she's also a huge Disney freak, which we've talked about. So, you know, naturally our kids are Disney freaks. And while they're still young, we uh, get the kids to pick what costumes we're going to be. 
and they've been watching quite a bit of Aladdin lately. So um, it was an easy one for Alyssa to kind of sway them that way, saying, oh, yeah, Aladdin would be really fun, right? And of course, Sienna gets in on it because she's got a Jasmine, you know, dress at home. Um, Easton wanted to be the genie because it's hilarious. Uh, and obviously, Alyssa was Aladdin. Can't have the Aladdin crew without an Aladdin. So, um, yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. Um, always fun seeing yourself transformed completely. And, um, yeah, not even recognizing yourself. I know I... Um, on Friday when I went to work, I posted some pictures, uh, live from the makeup morning and, uh, got quite a few, uh, comments thrown my way. Mostly good, right? Because, uh, the end product Mm was, uh, pretty spectacular. Students didn't even know who I was. I'd be walking down the hall and they're like, who is that over there? And then someone would have known from before, like, that's Mr. Fisher. No way. And they're like, come running after me and. Yeah, it was a good time. Speaking of barely recognizing you, I mean, I barely recognize you even right now because clean shaven Steve is, uh, you don't see clean, clean shaven Steve very often. Every, he, usually every Halloween. Every Halloween, he makes his appearance, except for the year I was Scar. The year I was Scar, I got to keep, you know, some of it and we kind of just painted over uh, most of it. It's really cold. Like my, not only do I feel like a little naked, but it's like, you know, obviously we're big hunters. We, we've been out the last couple of days and, you know, I, I had my, you know, neck warmer all the way up over my nose and I had my jacket zipped up like underneath my chin playing hockey on Friday. I was like, Oh, is it like extra cold in this rink today? And people were like, no, you're just a wimp. So of course I am. You just have a naked baby face naked baby face uh usually takes at least 10 years off of my life so um (laughs) oh well so a couple crazy things happened in the nfl today chris i wouldn't know because i spent the whole morning uh like i said hunting i did post it on my twitter where i was one of my favorite spots uh of all time essentially just sitting up on a on a ledge didn't see a single animal all day but man was it the best uh so i missed basically all all football the only football i watched today was through a window while trick-or-treating and i think i was staring for too long because they pulled their blinds up (laughs) um Caught a caught a tiny, you know, uh, maybe two plays of the the Dallas Minnesota game that was going on. Um, what a finish in that game! Holy, yeah, I definitely missed that because obviously coming home. Um, if you don't know what goes into this makeup, as a little fun fact for me, uh, my eyebrows were glued completely shut down, like all the way down. Uh, there was at least a quarter inch worth of glue sitting on there. Uh, the, the beard was obviously like this special kind of like skin adhesive, uh, you know, makeup a eighth of an inch thick. So I'm like in the shower, just, it's not coming off, get it off, (laughs) panicking there. Uh, so I even missed that part. I literally watched a couple snaps. Um, but I did see some uh, highlights. I did see some wild news. Why don't we start with, well, let's start with Thursday night. Because I know you're excited for this one, being a, a Seahawks fan. 
The Cardinals. The oh. Arizona Cardinals. Okay. You're less of a fan of the Cardinals than the Packers. You don't like the Packers. We know that. You don't like Aaron Rodgers. False. False. Oh, come I on. Would rather, I'd rather see the Packers lose. You're an idiot. I hate Aaron Rodgers that much. Yeah, but it's a division rival. They're no, an I don't, undefeated yeah. team. I hate Aaron Rodgers. It's funny because I was talking to Christian about it, our, uh, our, our you know resident Titans fan. And uh, I go, God damn it. Like, they pulled off the win. Like, <laughs> and he goes, wow. He's like, you really hate Rodgers that much. Hey, I'm like, yes. Like the hatred runs deep for Aaron Rodgers that I, I mean, I also picked the Cardinals to win. So there's also that kind of factor that you know <laughs> screwed me and pick them. But uh, yeah, I mean, Honestly, at, at this point, at I mean, even at what are they seven and one now? Yeah. Um, the Seahawks likely aren't catching the Cardinals anyway, so I was like, yeah, like whatever, like could let the Cardinals win. I don't care. The Seahawks are playing for a wild card spot at this point, um, and screw the Packers. Yeah. Um, for for me, I just if it's not my team, I don't want another team to go undefeated. Call me petty. Call me whatever. Um, both of them are in the NFC, so. Part of me just wanted to see the cards get just knocked down a little bit. And I, I do like watching the Packers. Um, I've got no reason to hate Aaron Rodgers. I love watching that guy play. Um, there's never been anything that he's done or said that has really put me off of the Packers. I love the fact that he like the championship belt thing is one of my all time favorite things. He's swaggy. He's confident. And he has the skill to back it up. I understand why you wouldn't like the guy. I totally understand that part. But from someone who doesn't really have a horse in that race, I love Aaron Rodgers. I love Devontae Adams. I just traded for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, so I loved that they had a big game. Um, Yeah, I, I think the most surprising part of that whole game was the Packers defense. Did you did you watch much of it? I don't think so. What the hell was I doing on Thursday? I don't really like I caught the end of it. Like I, I, I saw the game clinching interception. But other than that, I don't really remember much about the game. So I don't I don't I have no idea what I was doing on Thursday. Thursday is completely blocked from my memory, apparently. So my apologies, uh, peeps. Uh, Chris doesn't watch football. I don't know why we do a football podcast, but apparently, um, geez, I might like, not watch it, like, a lot of football movies, but at least I watch football. Like, but that's like I can even tell you what I was doing Thursday night instead. Like, we watched the movie on Friday, we watched the movie on Saturday, but like Thursday is that far <laughs> gone. I yeah, I have no spoken idea. Spoken like a, spoken like a parent on Halloween Eve or Halloween oh. night. Sorry. Yeah, apparently. Um, yeah. yeah, the the Packers defense held a very high powered Cardinals offense to uh, what was it twenty one points. Um, you know they had a couple interceptions on Kyler Murray. They got to him a few times. Uh, they didn't really let the Cardinals establish a running game. They didn't let DeAndre Hopkins run all over them. Um, yeah. The, I think the Packers just vaulted themselves into maybe the top team in the NFC. 
although I will say, okay, I, I, that's an, okay. Now that you say DeAndre Hopkins, um, that touchdown he scored, which I think ended up getting called back for like a BS offensive face mask penalty on, uh, on Hopkins himself. Well, you're not allowed to grab the face mask on offense or defense. Yeah, whatever. Um, kind of a pretty black and white thing. The ball was up in the air and he kind of like slowed down to look like he was like waiting for the ball to come to him. The DB came like came and like pursued him and like came right towards him. And as soon as the DB did that, Hopkins just blew past him because the ball was nowhere near anyways. The ball was still like another like five, 10 yards downfield uh, up in the air. And he just blows past him, catches it and just down to the end zone. I think the safety caught up and that's where the, the offensive face mask penalty came, came in into play, but it was just. Gave I, him the old I, Steve I, Smith senior. Yeah. I just, I, I tweeted as like, that is why Deandre Hopkins is one of the best receivers in the league right now is just little smart nuance plays like that. He's, he's just the total package. He literally has everything you want in a number one. Uh, and he plays up to that level as well. Um, yeah, I feel like I can't remember when the rule came to be, or maybe it just was, and Steve Smith Sr. didn't get nabbed for it, but I've mentioned this before. One of my all-time favorite plays, uh, I think it was like 2015, 2016, somewhere in there, the dark years of the Ravens, and Steve Smith Sr. catches a ball on the sideline uh, over top of Adam Pacman Jones, this is 36, 37-year-old Steve Smith Sr., so he's not putting on any afterburners to outrun him. So he just kind of turns around, and as Pac-Man gets closer, he grabs a handful of that face mask, and he just chucks him forward like a little rag doll, and then proceeds to go into the end zone, scores no flags at all. Uh, one of my favorite all-time plays, but which kind of leads me into my favorite topic of the entire week. The Cincinnati Bengals have lost a football game to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The goddamn Jets. Oh, it was probably so, uh, you know, I I wasn't checking my phone a whole lot while I'm out hunting. Um, As I'm coming back in, I'm getting these like messages and uh, can't remember what the one said, but something about can you actually believe the Jets? And as soon as you get something like that, you just know they pulled they pulled it off somehow. Because wh- why else would you be telling me about the Jets? Um, what what a wild week, man! They the Bengals go from absolutely routing the Ravens, like coming in and dominating them on all three phases of the football game. It was that tough to watch. And then uh, what did the Jets have? Going into this game, one win. Uh, I, I yeah, think they were the they Titans. were yes, a one win team. Now, granted, it was in New York. Does that matter? No, but it does go to show you something. Uh, sure, I was, it it was in New York, but they were also p- playing their second string quarterback. Right, Zach Wilson's out. Right, right. And I just might add that uh, Joe Flacco is on that team. So, um. Would have been fun if Joe Flacco had beat the Bengals to help the Ravens out. Um, What I was going to say is it just goes to show you that the NFL is such a week to week league. 
Um, I was listening to Rich Eisen podcast earlier this week. They had Mahomes on and uh, he basically summed it all up. And it's so true. It's very cliche, but it's so true. If you come to a game and you don't execute and you don't bring your best game, any given Sunday, any team can win. And it happens time and time and time again. Um, it's those classic letdown games, right? Totally. As a Seahawks fan, I fully understand let <laughs> letdown games. Yeah. Luckily, didn't have one today. But, right. Uh, and and that's the thing. It's like you know, not to jump too far ahead of ourselves, but like, I I know I was going to say this during my say Seahawks segment, but like. A lot of people are going to say, yeah, sure, the Seahawks won today, but eh, it was just the Jaguars. Like, doesn't matter. They're in the NFL. Yep. They're a a professional football team. I think the New York Jets are proving that. I mean, they've beaten the Bengals and the Titans, who are two of the top seeds in the AFC. Like, you know, you just just never know. But I... uh, I picked the Bengals to win. A lot of people picked the Bengals to win. You and I were talking about this when uh, you, you stopped by the house really quick uh, today to pick up some beer, and uh, we were talking about it. Like anybody in one of you know those survivor pools where it's like if you don't if, if you get it wrong, you're out of of the Pick'em League for the rest of the year. Like there's a lot of people that are feeling like this today. The goddamn Jets. <laughs> Oh no! Um, if you would have, if you would have had that movie on a third down segment, I would be all there for it. Great, great, great movie reference right there. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are are looking at their pick and pool and saying, "The goddamn Jets, really?" So, yeah, it's uh, tough, tough loss to the Bengals. Um, I mean. That, that game was back and forth all day too. Like I, I was keeping track of that score. Cause I was like, Holy cow. Like the jets are like, you know, kind of giving the Bengals a game here. And then the Bengals ran away with it. And I was like, okay, like, you know, they, they should be, you know, pretty comfortable here and it, it should be safe. And then all of a sudden I look again and I'm like, what the jets took the lead again. Like what is going on here? Like, so it, uh, I mean, I, I, I wasn't paying too much attention to morning football, just, you know, between unloading groceries and carving pumpkins and doing all that stuff, it was kind of just on for background noise. Um, but uh, yeah, crazy, one. crazy, um, you know, kind of opens things back up in the AFC. I mean, it it's not like things were necessarily closed off. Um, well, no, but it just, it's what's so great and so frustrating about football is Every game matters so unbelievably much because there's such a short amount in a season, right? You know, you and I are both Canucks fans. The Canucks lose a game. Eh, meh. It is what it is, right? That That's not even a, you know, they would have to lose five in a row or like four or five in a row before it would be an impact of one game in the NFL. So, you know, or like I'm wearing a Braves hat right now um, in uh, baseball, you have to lose 10 in a row before it's even, you know, at that same level. So you lose one of those and it really does just, uh, you, you're going to look, if you're a Bengals fan, our good buddy, Liam, uh, can't wait to talk to him at some point soon here. Um, if I'm Liam, I'm a Bengals fan. 
And I'm looking at that at the end of the season. If they miss the playoffs or if they miss winning the division by one game, that's going to be one that really, really haunts them. Um, yeah. You just you can't lose to teams like that, but it does go to show you that uh, anything can happen. Um, how about this one? This one was tough for me to see because having a good sort of bounce back breakout kind of establishing himself here. Uh, Jameis Winston quarterback of the new Orleans saints goes down, uh, with what's being described as a significant knee injury. I didn't see the clip of it, but anytime they say significant, you know, the ACL is gone, uh, plus more I think is kind of what it is um you know the Thursday game uh Robert Tunyon goes out with a knee injury he's holding the back of his knee it just got reported that um he has a clean tear of the ACL and no other damage with it which if you're gonna have a like a big knee injury that's best case scenario his MCL is intact his PCL is intact his LCL is intact none of his meniscus is all mangled and messed up. He's just got a severed ACL. Um, I've had it. You can come back from stuff like that fairly easily, um, especially with the kind of training and rehab process those guys have. But my question to you, even though they beat the, the Tom Brady Buccaneers, are the Saints in trouble going forward with Taysom Hill as their quarterback? Yes. Even though they, they paid him all that money? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, I just thought about that contract. Here, let me show you the Jameis injury really, really quick, uh, okay. quick. It was a classic um, horse collar tackle. Oh, no. Yeah, here you go. He's in trouble here. He steps away, keeps it alive, and takes off. Hogtied by Devin White. A flag flies. Oh, you just oh, you see that left knee just kind of buckle as as Devin White grabs the back of the jersey there, right? Like he, you know, manages to es- escape the pocket. Um, you know, looks like he's going to gain a few yards, and then Devin White grabs him from behind and just it, it right away. You see it, and you just cringe because you know, like, yeah, that's not good. Um, it it kind of looked like his his foot. I mean, they're in. I think they were in New Orleans, right? Like you could see yeah. that it was turf. Uh, looks like his foot doesn't move at all while his momentum is going one way and he's getting ripped the other way in Devin White's defense it looks like he kind of he does grab the nameplate but it looks like he's just under the nameplate kind of as well that that one's a tough one for me to say that's like a full-on horse collar like attempt to injure but you you are right though you see guys get ripped from behind and you're like I mean I I I cut the video short but there is a flag on the play and i wouldn't be surprised if it was for a horse collar tackle yeah i can't remember Um, what the rule is i think if your hand is in the nameplate or obviously above um it's a horse collar tackle and this is perfect a perfect example of why that's still a penalty whether a guy gets injured or not because it's so unbelievably dangerous yeah well it's i mean you know yeah so I'm, i'm just watching a replay of it now and um, he did get called for the horse collar, but he didn't act. He did grab like right. He grabbed the N on Winston mm. and, and pulled him down. But still it's just, it's just, 
it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. It's football. Things happen fast. Um, but it's just, it, it's a dangerous, dangerous play. But, um, I mean, Taysom Hill himself is hurt. I, I, yeah, I want to say he's in concussion protocol, isn't mm. he? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know either. I haven't I, heard from I, him in a while. I think it's concussion protocol. Um, cause I know, um, when Jameis got hurt, it was Trevor Simeon that yeah. came in. Yeah. Um, that helps no one. Um, <laughs> although the, the, Saints did, the Saints did pull off the victory, so good for them. Um, but I mean, whether it's Simeon or whether it's Taysom Hill, like I Taysom Hill is a gimmick, he is, um, you know, he, he's Tim Tebow, but more gimmicky, and uh, and the team doesn't actually trust him to be like a full time quarterback, in, in my opinion. Um, he, he's he would be best served just. You know what? Pull the Tim Tebow shoot now and just convert to tight end before you go to baseball and like before you become a college football analyst, before you try all these other things. Just just stop saying you're a quarterback. And if you want to stay in the league, just convert to tight end because I think that's where you're going to honestly excel. I mean, how many quarterbacks? I don't care if you're uh, third string or whatever the, the saints list them as for all those years. I don't care if you're a third string quarterback, how many quarterbacks actually play special teams like Taysom Hill has zero. Exactly. Exactly. Zero. Well, it, sorry, exactly one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. One who's, I mean, quarterback just by position, right? Like that's what I mean. Like he's a gimmick player yeah. and I, I don't feel like he, gives the saints the, the honestly Simeon probably gives him a better chance to win than Taysom Hill does. Yeah. I mean, if they're, I mean, if they're relying on either of those guys to win them that division, um, I think they're in massive, massive, massive trouble just because they're like, I don't know. They, they did have their buy. So they've only played seven of their 17 games. They've only played seven of their 17 games. They're still in second place, uh, I believe, because the Bucks would be six and two now and the Saints would be five and two. Uh, yeah, I think they're in trouble of even just making the playoffs potentially, especially when you have uh, the Rams, the Panthers ended up pulling out a win today. Um, yeah, it, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. The NFC is going to be really interesting. Might even open up the door for a, you know, a sneaky team like the Seahawks to get in. You just never know. Yeah. At, uh, and like, what, what's with Tom Brady and the New Orleans Saints in the regular season? He lost to them twice last year in the regular season, too. I think he ended up, you know, exercising his demons in, in the playoffs, didn't he? Yes, they met up in the playoffs. And yeah, obviously we know how that one went. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he just can't seem to uh, to clear that hurd hurdle in the regular season for whatever reason. Yeah, could be one of those just fluky kind of things, right? Um, yeah. Last one. No, we oh. football's not a fluke. Yeah. Okay. Got to have a lot of luck to win a Super Bowl. Our uh, <sighs> our last one on around the NFL. This one is in my opinion, actually the best one out of all of them. Uh, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley, has uh, said that he is stepping away from football to focus on himself, which uh, 
we we've talked about this before. We talked about this when uh, Simone Biles did it uh, for the Olympics. Um, obviously, our both of our positions on this. I don't want to speak for you, but I know uh, it's pretty obvious. Is good for them. Good for them for just understanding that football is still a job. Football is a job. Their person, their self has to come first. And my favorite part of this is obviously the media is trying to like dig and like pry and like they always do. Why, why, why? Is this about your mental health? Is this about whatever? And the quote that I read said, I mean, in today's world, me personally, it shouldn't matter. You should mind your business. (laughs) But in today's world, yeah, I do. To me, if I say it's personal, that means it's personal. And just kind of kind of ends it with that. And I, I love it. Like, mind your damn business. If I say it's personal reasons, then don't ask me. Like, I'm not saying it's, oh, I've got a, I've got a leg cramp or like, uh, I'm, I'm considering retirement. Whatever those reasons are, I, I just don't think players owe it to anybody to justify their position. And I've had this, you know, back and forth on Twitter before, when, when that happened, um, and my, I'm all for players. So if he wants to take time to get himself right in his personal life, good for him. Smart guy. More people need to take note of that. More people need to have the strength and courage to say something is off with me. I'm not myself and I'm going to fix me before I can be anything else. Good for you, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, um, you, you kind of open there, you know, saying like the the, the best thing of the week. Um, I, I would say I, I don't know if it's the best thing of the week because, I mean, seeing a guy step away due to men- mental health issues, um, you know, it, 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 it's tough to see anybody, you know, step away due to those reasons. I guess good for him and for realizing that he does need to step away, but certainly a, a tough position to be put in. Um, but definitely the most important thing of the week. And I'm just yeah, going to read his that's statement probably a better here. Way of- of uh, phrasing it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just different phrasing, but I'm just going to read his, his statement here really quick. Um, These past few weeks have been very challenging. And as much as I'd like to be on the field competing with my teammates, I need to step away from football at this time and focus on my mental well being. This will help me be the best version of myself now and in the future. And then he goes on to just, you know, thank the Falcons organization and the fan, fans and friends and family and and what have you um but he's he's absolutely right i mean and you're right as well in what you just said you know you know football is his job and football isn't who calvin really is the person calvin Ridley, the person is something entirely removed from football and has nothing to do with football and football is just what he does to make a living and to provide for his family and if his mental well-being isn't well enough to continue playing this game to, um, you know, provide all, all of that for his family, which I mean, he'll he, he'll then good for him, good for him for stepping back and realizing that he needs to step back and that he needs to focus on himself. I mean, Marshawn Lynch in his very last. Uh, 
media conference after, you know, retiring and coming out of retirement to come play for the Seahawks. I think it was two years ago. And, you know, he had the, the, the famous line, you know, protect y'all chickens, protect y'all mentals. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it, it's true. Protect y'all mentals. Cause you have to take care of yourself. And I, you know, I've been seeing not just Calvin Ridley, but you know, a, a lot of other people that, um, I follow on Twitter and follow me. And, and, you know, a lot of people are saying that, you know, that, that their mental health isn't right. And that they're, they're, they're struggling and their day-to-day battles are, are hard. And, you know, every time I see those things, I, I try to message those people being like, you know, what, man, like good for you for admitting it. Good for you for realizing that you need to, you know, do something to, to improve your mental well-being. But that's the first step. And, you know, keep, keep going, keep going, keep digging, keep figuring out what it is that you need to do. Um, mental health is no joke. Um, you know, we, we all have our, we, we all have those moments where, where we really struggle and some of us can work past them and some of us unfortunately cannot. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Um, you know, if you're struggling and you need someone to talk to you or you need someone to vent and I'm sure Steve, again, not to talk for Steve, but I'm sure Steve is in the same boat. Uh, my, my DMs should be open uh <laughs> doesn't <laughs> even know <laughs> as, as i'm saying that i'm uh, actually I'm like, yeah, are my dms open um but my dms are open i mean shoot me a message and if my dms are aren't open tweet at me and say hey chris like can i can i dm you and i'll follow you back so you can dm me like hit me up at phillips chris 12 on twitter i'm i'm more than happy to just be a soundboard for you just to get something off your chest if, if that's all if that's all you need um you know and and hopefully i can you know i'm, I'm no expert and or anything like that but hopefully I, I can give you you know some piece of advice that 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 helps yeah 100 percent. and uh of same same offer goes to me for anyone listening to us um i actually do this for lots of people that uh i follow or who follow me back sometimes it's just easier to vent to a complete stranger who, you know, doesn't live near you, has no ties to any of your like really immediate personal sort of circles. So absolutely hit me up anytime. Um, I'd rather that people are good mentally than uh, not having any sort of outlet to go to. Um, Okay. Let's uh, I know you've been itching to talk about this one. The desperate Jags, the desperate, desperate Jaguars. For anyone who doesn't know this or uh, started following us late, um, myself and Mr. T. Khan had a little Twitter engagement. Uh, I don't even know when that was, but uh, he was very offended that I was joking around and called him desperate. So every time we say the Jaguars name, we say the desperate Jags got absolutely blown out by the Seahawks. Reeks like desperation in Duval. <laughs> Those poor Jags <laughs> fans who are like actually good people. Um, if you're a Jaguars fan and you're listening, I actually have nothing against them. Uh, lots of actually really good individual players that I that I like. I just like messing with Connie. It's just, it, it's, yeah. It's a running joke it, now. Can't stop. A, won't stop. Exactly. It, it's a running joke. Can't, can't stop, won't stop. It is fun to talk about the desperation in Duval. And, uh, I mean, they signed Tim Tebow, for God's sakes, for to, you know, try to be like, hey, everyone look at us and buy our jerseys. And, yeah. Like, 
There's still that one psycho that tweets constantly about Tim Tebow on Twitter. And other than that, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Seahawks 31, Jaguars 7. What a week. I was really hoping for the uh for the shutout, but uh Jag- Jaguars uh you know, big money man, Jamal Agnew with the late right. touchdown. Uh, I just saw your text, you jack- jackass. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want to get, do you want to give a little context to that? So yeah. Yeah. Are, um... Yeah. I'm not just going to say that and leave everyone else in the dark. <laughs> so we, we have our, our, our group chat with our, our friends from uh, the, that helps no one fantasy cast. Also our friends from the PP one podcast, and uh, and Ryan messages saying, sorry, I'll leave you alone. And Steve replies back, all good. Chris is talking anyway. Need something to do. <laughs> <laughs> and I, saw I was really hoping you were going to be looking at your phone at that exact moment. Well, because I've, I've got my game notes on my phone. There we go. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm, as I'm looking at my phone, Steve texts up, ah, Chris is talking anyways. I'm not listening. That's a big so, podcast W right there. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah. That's uh that that yeah definitely one of those text messages like most of them I can just like ah oh, whatever but that one that one distracted oh, me for sure then got me yeah you you done got me good Stephen but uh, yeah I was happy I mean and like I said earlier like I don't want to hear anybody like yeah yeah but the Jaguars like yeah well just the Jaguars like I don't care it's an NFL football they're professional athletes um and the Seahawks came out and finally played four quarters of football. The offense looked good. The defense looked good. Like they, they played a complete game on both sides of the ball. And that's what I've been asking for, for the last Christ, for the last three years, I've been asking for that from, from the Seahawks. And I mean, even then like the last two weeks, like Geno Smith has kept them in the game the last two weeks. And, you know, things have happened and, you know, didn't go the Seahawks way. Um, or, yeah, I mean, even you could even see the last two and a half weeks because even in that Rams game, uh, Geno Smith, you know, kept kept them in it. Um, the only game I was frustrated with uh, from Geno was actually last week's game. But the defense seems to be, you know, getting things together. They seem to be doing a little bit better. They could still, in my mind, um, you know, be producing some more – sacks some more i mean even some quarterback pressures would be nice um just getting getting in the quarterback's face a little bit more just forcing more just just creating i mean those those things create turnovers so that would be my one critique of the defense still but they have definitely improved especially on coverage um you know uh sydney jones has looked really good the rookie trey brown has looked phenomenal um jamal adams call him blitz boy all you want but in coverage that guy's (laughs) been fantastic uh so i have have no complaints about jamal adams um quandary Diggs is a beast he uh he had an interception on trevor lawrence today um where he just like just baited him into the interception and as soon as lawrence threw the ball Diggs made a jump on the pass intercepted it and i tweeted well Price tag just went up again on Quandary Diggs because <laughs> um, yeah his, his price is is quickly going up. I I don't think the Seahawks are going to be able to afford him unfortunately, which really sucks because Marquise Blair just had a 
did he break his patella, his kneecap? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he broke his kneecap last, last week. Um, so that that's a guy that has been playing nickel corner, but he's also a safety by trade. So you know, if Diggs left it in the offseason, that's something that could maybe you know transition back to a safety position. But after coming off a ACL tear last year and now a broke broken uh kneecap, it's uh it, it's tough sailing for for Marquise Blair, unfortunately, which I hate to see because I just I mean, I hate to see for any player because, um, you know, their careers are short enough, but I'm also a big Marquise Blair guy. uh, So I I hate seeing that. But I've got a couple, like I said, I've got a couple notes here on my phone about the game that Steve went and distracted me on. Um, The first touchdown, um, they had to make it harder on on themselves than it really needed to be. Um, it, you know, it, it led with or it started with a beautiful play action pass to Tyler Lockett. Geno's through like just like a perfect rainbow ball into Lockett, dropped it in the bucket. Um, the refs called touchdown initially on the play, but it got called back. He was down on the one yard line. No. So then oh. the Seahawks, uh, oh. I know Steve's favorite fantasy football player, Tyler Lockett. I'm in tight right now against our buddy Andrew. Uh, I'm up, you know, less than 11 points. He still has Kelsey and Shepard if he's even going to play. That could have been, that might be the difference. Lockett's still in a monster day. He had like 12 yeah. catches for 147 mm. yards or something like that. Like, still. That's, that's stupid. Like, that's that, like. That's good, but like, add another six points onto that with a touchdown for me, please. Yeah, well. Because wasn't it, wasn't it last week or was it the week before maybe? that I was watching and he had a touchdown that got called back. Was that last week or the week before that was, or maybe it was even a couple. That weeks was a while ago. Now. Was that was weeks? when Russ was okay. still healthy. So, okay. um, but then, so here's where they made it hard on themselves. So they're on the one yard line. They line up in, it looked like a single back pistol formation. So Geno Smith is in the backfield right beside the running back who the running back was Rashad Penny and they snapped the ball and hand the ball off to Rashad Penny, which I hate when they're in those like short yardage goal line scenarios and they line up in like a shotgun pistol formation because it gives you a running back literally like no momentum. No, like here's the ball. Good luck. Like, if you're going to line up in the short yardage scenarios, it, it it just it makes more sense for the quarterback to be under center if you're handing the ball off. So that was on first down. Second down, they did the same thing. Shotgun, <laughs> pistol formation, whatever you call it. Rashad Penny right beside Geno Smith. Geno Smith hands the ball off to Rashad Penny, and he goes nowhere. So third down, they're like, okay, let's put Geno Smith under center. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Good choice. Okay, let's bring in Nick Ballore, the fullback slash linebacker, slash special teams ace. Let's put him in the backfield. Okay, cool. Let's put Alex Collins. Okay, yep, traditional goal line formation, quarterback under center, uh, you know, eye formation. Sure, yeah. Alex Collins, nowhere. Gets, like, just as he hits the, the one-yard line, just pow, shot backwards. Pow, right in the kisser. Jesus, like, like really, okay, like, I get it. Like, you're supposed to be a running team, whatever you want to call it. But, like, 
you're on the, the one yard line and you know, everyone's going to yell at me and be like, don't you remember Super Bowl 49, but you're on, you're on the yard one yard line and you run the ball three times in a row. Like, and two of those are just garbage run plays to Rashad Penny. So finally Pete coward did not strike again. Pete Carroll decided to go for it on fourth and goal from the one yard line. Again, with Geno Smith under center. I can't remember if it was I formation or what the running back format was. Um, and Geno snapped the ball and did the classic like quarterback jump up and reach the ball over Ooh. the goal line to finally, uh, you know, secure the first touchdown of the game. But even those are like super, super sketchy, like reaching the ball over the goal line. Yeah, those are sketchy plays to run. So, I like I said, they, they made it a lot harder on themselves than they really needed to. Um, I mean, came away with the result that they wanted and that I wanted. Um, but it was uh, it was fresh. I should tell you this. So every time um, the Seahawks, I mean, every time I watch the Seahawks game and they do something well, I do like one of these, like it's like a super aggressive, like fist pump, like, yeah. like clench my fist and like this give it like best. that little like pump forward type of thing. Like, yeah, they did it. So anyways, um, for, for anyone listening uh, and not watching the lives, Chris is kind of doing like, you know, the shake weight thing. It's kind of like that, but like one handed. It's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. It's a little weird. <laughs> And he's doing it off camera, and I don't know what's going on. And it's like turning away from the camera. So, anyways, um, so anyways, I, I I do that. I mean, frequently when I watch Seahawks games, and I, Carter was hanging out while I watched the game today, and I'm I'm doing the, the the fist pump, and all of a sudden I look over, and Carter just silently, like not even paying attention to the game, but he sees me doing it, and all of a sudden I see Carter doing that little fist pump nice. too, and I'm like this is awesome. Like, this is like, I love this. My daughter's upstairs painting her fingernails and my son is like, he always asks me, he goes, dad, how many, because he asked this when I played Madden as well. He goes, how many do the Seahawks have and how many do the bad guys have, dad? (laughs) Like, that's my boy. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Um, Second touchdown of the game for the Seahawks. So it was 7-0. They went and made it 14-0. I'm just going to show you the clip. But DK Metcalf absolutely mossed Shaquille Griffin. Smith, nine passes, nine completions. He's going for number 10. He's going to the sidelines. Oh, what a catch made by DK Metcalf. Oh, my goodness. That's some LeBron James stuff right there on the sideline, and that's there's nothing you can do about it. You got <laughs> mossed. If that's that not good. on Monday Night Football tomorrow for the You Got Mossed segment, oh, 100% um, they need it to cancel be. the You Got Mossed segment because that was that was classic. You got mossed. I'm just I'm bigger than you. I'm stronger than you. I'm reaching up. I'm grabbing this ball, and there's nothing you can do about it. And then, of course, he goes and gets uh, a uh, taunting or unsportsmanlike penalty or whatever it was uh, for for jumping on the goalpost, um, which I don't know, man. Like, the only fans that didn't like that were the Jaguars fans. So, 
It's not like he was looking for a foursome or anything. Like I, that. I, <laughs> Awkward. Um, I, I don't get that. You are allowed to spike the ball down as hard as you can. You're allowed to throw the ball against, uh, you know, the whatever you want to call it, the the barriers to get up to the stands. Like, there's a lot of things you're allowed to do, but you can't jump and kind of like slide down the pole. Yeah, <laughs> come well, on. The remember no a couple, fun of, league a couple strikes years ago, again. Antonio Brown got flagged for the same thing. Um. Yeah. It's just. It's so silly. Like, none of these rules make sense. None of them. I don't know if you saw uh, last week against uh, the Bengals. Um, I can't remember what the play was, but uh, Trey Hendrickson is seen uh, walking right beside Ravens left tackle Villanueva and, like, staring in his face, pointing up at the scoreboard after they just, like they own the Ravens on a play. And it was like, how was that not taunting? He's literally in his face saying like, ha ha, you got God or whatever it is. I'm sure he said something a lot better than that, but um, that's not a penalty, but jumping, you know, and, you know, riding the fire pole down as a celebration. Like he's not hurting anybody. If anything, he might've hurt himself and his future selves. (laughs) but not hurting the game. Let it go. It, uh, it pointed at the scoreboard is one of my favorite taunts. I pull that move all the time in lacrosse. Sure. I don't, I don't think that should be a taunt. Like that's not a penalty, but neither is what DK did, right? Like let's, let's have a little bit of consistency on what these things are. You know, we've said it before. Zeke's allowed to do the like feed me thing. Um, Mark Andrews favorite one is like, you know, the classic gets up, puts the ball forward, gives the first down kind of like in your face. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get it. None of it makes sense. Yeah. A um, couple other things here. Um, the, the, the Jag- I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars, man. Like it's probably their coach and his probably. So at, at some point during the game, they, they panned over to Urban Meyer on the sideline. And I've never seen a coach look so disinterested on the sideline and it was right after his his team got a penalty too and like he's not yelling he's not mad like there's just literally no emotion on his face like just like just standing there literally just standing there not talking to anybody like not doing not coaching anybody and i don't know i'd be surprised if he makes the flight back to jacksonville um he probably got back to probably got back to the locker room today and found a pink slip in his locker um but like right before the two minute warning before the half um, the Jaguars defense were flagged for having too many men on the field. So five yard penalty, the very next play. So it's like first and five or whatever it was. And the Jaguars had to burn a timeout because they still had 12 men on the field. Back to back plays, 12 men on the that field. That bothers me so bad. After like, getting flagged, yeah. after getting flagged the first time and yeah. you still make the same stupid mistake. Like again, where's the coaching? Like there's like, what is going on here? There's obviously a disconnect, which like obviously there's been a lot of rumors about Urban having lost the room and and um, you know ever since the 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 video of him grinding up in a bar um, that you know he, he he lost his 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 players and he lost the room there. So a um, couple shoutouts: Geno Smith started the game 14 for 14 for Ooh. 137 yards, which is the 
uh, longest uh, streak in the NFL to start a game for most completions. Um, All time? He, no, no, just this season. Oh, okay. Um, he did technically have two incompletions. One went uh, over Freddie Swain's head in the end zone. The other one, other one was actually an interception, uh, but both of them were nulled out by defensive penalties. So don't count. Um, actually, the defense defensive interception was a free play, anyways, because the defensive lineman jumped offside. Um, the old other Aaron Rodgers. That, um, I mean, it was Halloween. The Seahawks had a nice trick or trick or treat play, um, which I, I queued up for you here. They've run this trick play a few times, uh, where they, it's kind of like a you know toss to the running back. The running back, as he like is about to hit the line of scrimmage, stops throws it back to the quarterback and the quarterback throws it deep. So hasn't even seemed to help because there are a lot of different assignment errors. A little trickery here and Geno Smith throwing and that is complete to the 10, to the five, to the four yard line. That is Tyler Lockett. Wait, so Lockett fell down on the one and the four today. He did. Oh, <laughs> why do you hate me? Fantasy football. <laughs> Uh, he did, but like, I, I love that play. Like, like I said, they, they've run that a few times. Um, it's super impressive. Like Dwayne Brown, that play wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Dwayne Brown, just like staying in position and yeah. being like, I know what we're doing here. I know this is a trick play. If I don't stay right here, Gino is going to get killed by, yeah. I think it was Josh Allen probably. Um, and my last shout out is to Travis Homer for the onside kickoff return <laughs> touchdown that you never get to see if they can get hot and, and russell wilson can come back and their defense can continue to get better and there is travis homer looking for the end zone and getting it yeah i don't i don't know if i've ever i don't know if i've ever actually seen one of those i know i think aj brown had one last year i want to say okay um and i only remember that because i think i took the titan i or think i took the over in that game and uh that aj brown onside <laughs> kick return hit hit the over um but today when today's happened i literally just laughed out loud i just said like i can't like <laughs> like just I mean, after like re, I wasn't really paying attention that much attention in the second half because like the Seahawks like were so far ahead, and then the CBS broadcasters just lost interest themselves, so they weren't super into the game. So it was like, I don't know. Anyways, um, Seahawks won thirty-one-seven. I was super happy. Like I said, super happy with the way they looked on that. You know, all facets of the ball, offense, defense, special teams. They played four quarters. Um, going to the bye week next week. Uh, after that, they have the Packers. Hopefully, Russ is back for that game. Uh, I, I don't know if you saw the pictures, but he released some pictures uh, today of like what his hand looks like with the. He's got the pin in his finger, and uh, I never, ever, ever want that. That looks awful. It doesn't look fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of gross, but I mean, there's, I think it's just cause like it runs right through the middle of his finger that you just kind of like it, it makes you cringe, but I'm sure there's, you know, go watch a total hip replacement and tell me that's worse than a total. Those guys are like, 
Have you ever seen it? A hip replacement? Yeah. yeah. I want I, like it's like they're using a mallet and a chisel that you'd use in like wood shop class. And you're like, that's someone's body. That's someone's yeah. body. Oh. You're just like. Also, don't sign me up for that one. Yeah. Um. All right. I got a, a little bit of a Ravens bye week update. Obviously not much to talk about Ravens. Uh, the biggest news, honestly, we already talked about it. The Bengals losing to the Jets um, allowed the Ravens to move back into first place in the AFC North. Uh, and the Steelers and the Browns faced off today and, uh, a little barn burner. Uh, the Steelers ended up winning 15 to 10. So that pushes the Bengals down to second at five and three. The Steelers move into third at four and three and the Cleveland Browns move to four and four for last place in the division. And so many of you guys had them running away with this division. It just goes to show you that this division is always, always, always unpredictable. It's always super close. Um, And as a Ravens fan, I feel absolutely no safety from that week. But it's a positive step, right? Um, I never want the Steelers to win, but I will always cheer for in a division rival game where my team isn't playing, I will always cheer for the team that evens the scoring out a little bit later on. Um, Yeah. So the Ravens got a game up there. Um, This one I sent you earlier in the week, Uh, the Ravens made an accusation. What what word am I looking for? Um, They, they acquired, (laughs) Acquisition. Acquisition. There we go. Uh, I teach English class. Uh, They acquired former Seattle Seahawk and uh, former Cincinnati Bengal. He was a first round pick in 2015. Cedric Ogabe. People have told me how to pronounce that name and I still mess it up. So I always thought it was Ogboy, but Ogabe. I don't know. Cedric O. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the obviously, I haven't seen him play too much. Uh, in 2020, he played, I think it was like something like eight games. I don't even know if you remember for the Seahawks. Um, he was playing right tackle. Um, I, I did look this up. He earned a 65.5 grade from PFF. Take that for what it's worth. Um, all I see from that is the Ravens need depth at the tackle position and they went out and got a guy on the cheap. Um, tackles are impossible to find. Uh, you're not going to find a starting tackle on the market. You're going to have to trade for one. And even that, when people have starting tackles, they never want to trade for them unless you're willing to give up, uh, the Laramie Tunsil type haul for them so a, a good pickup but y- you hope you never have to use the guy to be honest um news out of atlanta that kind of sparked some ravens talk they have put former first round pick and former baltimore raven hayden hurst on the trade block and he was a fan favorite obviously they drafted kyle pitts 
So Hurst has now become expendable. Um, the Ravens traded Hurst to the Falcons and got a second round pick. That second round pick became J.K. Dobbins. Uh, so it'd be kind of fun to see them, I don't know, lowball the Falcons and get like a get him back for like a fourth round pick or something like that. Or maybe maybe like a fifth round pick because um, his numbers haven't really been that great in Atlanta, which is strange because I thought he would have fit their system uh, really, really well. So if there's a way we can get him for kind of like a mid round pick, who knows? It's depth. You, if you're going to make a run, uh, the Ravens can't afford to have any more injuries. So uh, stockpiling some depth and some, you know, guys who know the system, know how to play in this system well would be uh, wouldn't be the worst idea. It just depends on the trade cost and if they could fit it in cap wise. Um, some other news that came out, obviously, I, I've been talking about offensive line. We've been hit hard. Talks are that Patrick McCary and Ben Cleveland could be back sometime soon. I have a hard time believing that with McCary because his was a high ankle sprain. Um, but you'd never know how their rehab is going. I would love to have them back, you know, in a couple weeks at the latest. Uh, their offensive line is beat up. So anybody they can get back on the OL would be huge news. Um, but the ones that should be back possibly right after the bye, uh, starting defensive end Derek Wolf, uh, starting tight end, you know, he, he's basically strictly a blocking tight end, but I would say he's one of, if not the best blocking tight ends in the league, and Nick Boyle. Uh, they should have... Latavius Murray, who's been the most effective running back in the room, he should be back after the bye. And they might even get Sammy Watkins back to the wide receiver room after the bye. So by all accounts, no injuries over the bye, which is a huge thing. They're getting their rest. Hopefully they're putting their reps in. Um I should have looked up this statistic, but I think there's some sort of like wild statistic in the John Harbaugh era of the Ravens coming off of bye weeks. They usually smash their opponent because they, I don't know, maybe it's rest. Maybe it's that extra bit of game plan. Maybe it's a combination of both, um, but they've had a lot of success coming off of bye weeks in the Harbaugh era. So Hopefully, looking forward to next week watching them play uh, the Minnesota Vikings, who could not beat uh, not Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. That's what it is. I was like, it's a really cool name. Like, sounds dangerous. Like, Cooper Rush. It sounds like a creative player on Madden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it totally is a creative player, and they just took two names of, like, guys that are already, like, in the like, Okay, let's go with, like, you know, who's, who's like, your favorite wide receiver? Cooper Cup. Oh, yeah, but let's call him Cooper Rush. Yeah, that'd be really so fast. Yeah, let's give him, like, 99 speed. Um, so, yeah, hopefully they can uh, come out strong and destroy uh, the Vikings. Nobody likes the Vikings, so um, hopefully they beat them. And there can only be one good purple team, and that's the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the worst 
worst call I've had uh, so far. Give, give me a break, okay? <laughs> I was up early hunting. It's Halloween day. I just want, you know, more candy. I don't know if you saw me eating my kids' candy on air uh, in between when you were talking, but uh, I, I was eating my kids' candy. I, I will say that, and hopefully one day they hear this episode and they're like, damn it, Dad. Really? You ate my candy as a kid? Yes, I did, and it was delightful, and I'm going downstairs after this to eat more of it. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going upstairs, and I'm also <laughs> raiding my kids' candy. Um, it was actually really funny tonight when we were trick-or-treating, because I don't know why, but every single house we went to, Olivia was, like, inspecting her candy, being like, what What did you guys give me? Wow. Does this pass? Does this pass the the, 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 the test? Like, is this good enough for me? Give and like, I, her, I actually had to get. I actually had to give her crap. Really, like, Olivia? Like, stop looking at what they gave you and just <laughs> say thank you. We'll figure it out. Like, I have to look at all your candy anyways. Just say thank you yeah. and move on. But anyways, um, there there was a a, a few uh uh, occurrences tonight where you know she's looking and she goes and she pulls it out of her bucket and she goes dad it's a coffee crisp i'm like perfect i'm gonna eat that one because yeah. <laughs> i know my, my kids don't like coffee crisp um oh, that's so which funny. for all of our american friends coffee crisp is fantastic it, it's like uh it's chocolate wafer. It's wafer it tastes like coffee um it it's it's yeah it, it's high up there on the uh on the old candy list for 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 me anyways that's so funny um yeah. my, my highlight this year was uh our kids went out with my brother's kids he has two kids as well um sienna's like she's the prototypical good halloween kid she walks slowly. She looks both ways. She says, please, thank you, trick or treat. She's always batting her eyelashes. Uh, so uh, her brother and the two cousins take off from her. I think we were like fixing her glove or something like that. And she's sort of like panicking because she doesn't want to get left behind. And I'm like, it's OK. Like, I'll I'll go with you to the houses that they've already been to. Like, we're not we're not going to miss out on any houses um, so she was super excited about that. Obviously, uh, I was dressed up as well. She was Jasmine. I was Jafar. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to the door with her because she's she's still pretty shy. And uh, the extra candy that she got going by herself just with me was hilarious. And I made sure I made a point of saying like, oh, did you see like he gave a candy to daddy and like I have one in my hand. So I just put it in her bag for her knowing full well that I'm going to take that one back out uh, when I get <laughs> home. But she, she was so excited for that. And uh, yeah, huge success. Um, but we are on everyone's favorite segment of their really their entire week. I, I would be hard pressed not to think that. Um, it's the third down. Take it away, Chris. Yeah, I mean, as Steve said, this is everybody's favorite segment of not just like the day, not just the show, but of like their entire week. This is this 100%. is the highlight of everybody's entire week. Yep. The third down segment. Once again, this week, 
the third down segment is presented by Bad Tattoo Brewing. Um, as we said last week, I mean, we all want to have beer shipped directly to our doorstep. And you know what? I actually had some beer shipped directly to my doorstep this week. Yeah, I placed an order through the Bad Tattoo Beer Club, and I got the text message from my wife at like 9 o'clock Monday morning being like, your beer just got shipped to the house. And I couldn't get off work and home fast enough to open up. I knew what was in the box, right. but I couldn't, I couldn't get home fast enough to open up that box and see what was in there, see the glorious 24 beers, get it in the fridge, get it all cooled off. That's what I mean. Steve came by the house. We, we, we split the case. He, he came by today and picked up his, uh, his half the case today. And, uh, I mean, I can't think of anything better. Like the, the the Bad Tattoo Beer Club, you go online, you order what you want, and you get 24 beers literally shipped directly to your door. And it doesn't matter where you are all across Canada. They're going to ship it directly to you. They can't ship to the United States, unfortunately, just due to, you know, duty and the, you know, borders and what have you. But Newfoundland to British Columbia, wherever you are in, in, in Canada, go to badtattoobrewing.com. Sign up for the Bad Tattoo Beer Club today. Get exclusive access to new releases with no monthly fees, no minimum orders, and no commitment. You aren't going to be disappointed when you have some damn good beer show up on your doorstep. And tonight, I am drinking the Tramp Stamp pale ale oh that's so good from bad tattoo brewing and it is fantastic regardless of that sketchy looking man (laughs) on the label (laughs) that was that was i think that was the very first beer i ever had from bad tattoo um oh really yeah it's it's so good uh one of my favorite pale ales to drink today i decided to go with this one that's another one of my favorites That was um, so good. The Cerveza Clara. Uh, crisp, clean. Uh, I'm I'm still in a bit of a summer mode. I know, like, I was just up hunting and it, there's snow everywhere, you know, just above where we are right now. Uh, but I'm still in a very summery mode when it comes to beer. The Cerveza Clara is to die for. I love this thing. I was actually going to try and say hey if you don't want that one i'll i'll take all four of those if you like you know finagle it a little bit we should also mention that uh it's not just 24 beer these are 24 beers of 473 milliliters so in the beer world we call those tall boys so 24 tall boys uh how long was it for shipping i feel like it was super super quick Honestly, I, I don't remember when I ordered it, but yeah, it, it wasn't long. Like, I think I like ordered it three or four days. Say, yeah, let's say I ordered it on a Thursday and it arrived up on my doorstep on a Monday. Right. Um, and, and guys, uh, I know Steve and I have talked about the peanut butter chocolate porter <sighs> oh, from Bad Tattoo Brewing. You don't want to miss out on this beer. I've got one right here, actually, not opened yet. Um, I'm sure I'll crack this one at some point this <laughs> evening because like I can't help They're but so to drink good. these. The peanut butter chocolate porter is phenomenal. 
it's been in such high demand that Bad Tattoo actually just brewed another batch of it because they have that many people that want it. So it is available online at badtattoobrewing.com until it's sold out. So don't miss your opportunity this time. I know uh, Steve and I, we missed our opportunity the first time around. Uh, we're not going to miss out on the second batch of that fantastic De- beer. Definitely. But um, moving just, on. I just want to do, third, yeah, I just want, I just want to do one more thing. Cause you sent me this picture earlier before we move on to the actual segment. Um, in the Kelowna branch, we just got word that they have their TVs in their restaurant. And if you're telling me that there's a better thing to do than watching football on a Sunday at the brewery, having a great beer and having one of their amazing pizzas, I'll call you a liar because there's nothing better to do that. So uh, Chris and I are going to be hopefully coordinating something soon. We'll take the families down there, uh, maybe watch a game, have some pizza, have a couple bevies. Um, I'm super pumped for that. I know when we were talking to Ryan, who was managing the place down there, he was really excited to get those TVs in. So um, hopefully to see you guys there, you know, Thursday night football, Sunday, Monday, lots, lots of football days you can choose from or other sports. Yeah, I'm, 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 I saw their, their post on Instagram today and I took a screenshot and uh, sent it to Steve and I was like, dude, look, they have their TVs. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited to head down there and and watch some, uh, some NFL action. Um, but, uh, and, and thank you, Steve, for, for mentioning that. I, uh, it was in the back of my mind, but my mind runs fast and unfortunately I, not your body. Forget, yeah, not my body. Mine, mine runs fast, but I forget things. My body doesn't run fast. My body forgot how to move fast. It used to move fast. The good old days. Remember when we were talking earlier? Like the good old days. Yeah, that's uh, what I was talking about. That's my favorite part of the show so far. <laughs> um, hey, if anybody wants to see my body move slow, be sure to check out the. Uh, ball hawks podcast uh combine challenge in the spring it's it's coming again oh yeah gonna the, be fun the, yeah all of uh you know our our podcasting friends finest athletes competing uh to see who is the slowest <laughs> <laughs> jokes on us it's all of us <laughs> <laughs> um anyways this week for third down i'm sure steve could have seen this one coming from a mile away because today is october 31st and we took our kids trick-or-treating today and it just made sense to do a third down head-to-head matchups of your favorite halloween candy let's go and of course like i said this third down uh matchup of halloween candy is presented by bad tattoo steve are you ready i'm ready let's do this thing third down all right first matchup we have smarties which for our american friends smarties are not those little powdered candy discs uh that up here in canada we call rockets smarties are little round candy covered chocolates that are amazing Um, did they not have them in the states 
No. They really? Don't have Sparties. Yeah, they don't have Sparties. Wow. They don't, yeah, they don't have Sparties in the States. So Smarties are going to head-to-head versus M&M's. So when I'm saying think of very round chocolates with hard candy coating, same idea but a little bit different because the chocolate's not quite the same. Um, so Steve, Smarties versus M&M's, who's your winner? Smarties and it's not even a competition. Not even a competition. I actually had this debate with my students uh, on Friday. Um one of my students accidentally, no, he probably said it on purpose, uh, said that Smarties are second best. And I almost kicked him out of class right then and there. I was like, don't you ever say that in my classroom. <laughs> I should have expelled him from the school. Right. I was That's like, abuse. Smarties are hands down way better than m and I don't even really like eating m&ms they're they're almost like a little too sweet they're also smaller they're like like not as round but they're like chubbier i, I don't know i don't even know how to describe them I, I don't like the chocolate as much in m&ms i don't really like m&m chocolate uh and don't even get me started on m&m peanuts those things are garbage well and so that's the thing it's like smarties are smarties smarties are smarties they're they're the same there's no like oh here's your smarties peanut butter and your smarties caramel and your smarties peanut and your smarties blah 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 blah. like no smarties smarties. smarties. m&m is like our our classic brand isn't good enough so here's a bunch of alternatives (laughs) that are actually better than our classic brand um because also smarties come in a box yeah smarties come in a box because they're smart and it's recyclable um (laughs) like m&m's caramel are delicious m&m's mm. peanut butter are pretty good mm. but still smarties like give me a box of smarties and i will pick those all day long over that stupid non-recyclable bag of m&m's 100 <laughs> here on the ballhawks podcast we care about the planet too that's right we do although i will say actually the one m&m that is really good but it's total like circumstances uh mint i don't think i've had that at christmas time mint yeah mint m&ms at christmas time but like i said that's a total circumstance thing and even then like that 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 is a bring me back to my childhood thing my parents had one of those like m&m dispenser things where you put the m&ms in the back of the machine and the pull the m&m man's hand and it dispenses out and it was always like we always pulled out pulled it out at Christmas time, put the mint M&Ms in there. So again, just like it, what do they call that? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, makes my brain feel good. <laughs> Smart. Makes, yeah. Brings me back to my childhood. Um, the next matchup, we have the Snickers. So of course the, you know, the nougat, the caramel, the, the, the peanuts chocolate bar versus the Mars bar. Yeah, I kind of kind of saw this matchup coming from a mile away. This is tough because it's it's dependent on your mood. Like Snickers didn't come up with their slogan uh something like you're not you when you're hungry, have a Snickers. When I'm Snickers satisfies when you're hungry, yeah. Yeah, when you're hungry, I would pick Snickers over a Mars bar. If I just want like a quick little snack, 
I'm probably picking a Mars bar. It, so if you were watching earlier, I actually had a Snickers on air. Um, it's only because I couldn't find a Mars bar. I'm, I'm not overly hungry. I was looking for a Mars in their candy. I was like, I could really go for a Mars bar. And I was like, oh, okay, Snickers is like a close second. So I'm going to pick Mars because I will go to that more often than a Snickers. But this is a tough one. This is a tough battle. You and I are like, so again, I don't think Mars bars are available in the United States. Oh, really? Yeah, which maybe our friends in the States can confirm that. Um, it, you know, Marquise or Michaela um, or anyone else from the Jake Vogel, if, if you guys are listening, can you confirm, can you guys find the Mars bars in the United States? Because um, they are actually, fun fact, my all-time favorite. Like your all-time chocolate favorite, all-time. Wow, he's not, he's not trying yeah. to uh, sway this third down in any way, shape, or form right now. Not any way, shape, or form. Like <laughs> so, we, we we buy the, the the box of of Halloween candy that always includes the Mars bars, and the Mars bars are always wrapped separately in a like special little bag to keep them um, allergen free, like away oh, from right, like right. any like yep. peanut like cross contamination with like peanuts or anything like that. So like, yeah kids with allergies and, and what have you. Do you want to know what happens with that bag of specialty Mars bars? Gets hidden. Yeah. I pull it out of the box and I say, these are for Chris. <laughs> and it goes directly into the freezer. And they're for me. I don't share those Mars bars. Those nope. And I, so I share that Mars bars as my all time favorite. Um, that is my dad's all time favorite as well. So that is something that, uh, that I guess I just kind of piggybacked off, off of my dad. Um, I don't know what it is. I, I, I heard some, uh, some Mars bar, um, slander recently mm. on a, on another podcast. And, uh, I, I, I should have sent the guy a message cause I'm, I'm not here for that slander. You know who, who is you that? are? Cause I want to fight them. Yeah, you know who you are. Um, I'm not going to call you out on air, but you know who who you are. And it is the uh, far superior chocolate bar hmm. um, than all the others. You're going you're anyway. to have to send me the name of those people because I'm I'm here to, to slide into some DMs, some angry slides <laughs> coming in. Um, next matchup, we're moving away from the chocolate. We're getting into the candy realm. Uh, so we have the Maynard's Fuzzy Peach. Versus the Maynard's Swedish Berries. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I know Fuzzy Peaches were, you know, they've got that like sugar coating kind of on the outside. I feel like if I want like a sugar coated something with uh, kind of like a jelly-ish candy, I would want to go for a Sour Patch Kid as opposed to a sweet version of it. Uh, so I'll pick swedish berries on this one i feel like uh, i'm gonna take some heat for this one because i i know maybe not from you but i know fuzzy peaches are are pretty darn popular um when i was a kid i ate way too many fuzzy peaches one day and threw up many many times uh and they really just haven't been i i, I can still eat them you know give me a package of fuzzy peaches and i'm gonna eat them and I'm gonna be fine with it I just don't go out of my way to get them anymore where 
Uh, whereas I actually have a bag of Swedish berries downstairs from pre-Halloween. So that's my pick. Yeah, it. I mean, I, I love fuzzy peaches. Um, but again, like you said, they're, they're kind of a, you know, time and a place. I will pick them over uh, Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. But my problem with Swedish berries. You eat a whole bag like, way too quick. Oh, like it's like once I have one, I'm like, or like let, let's say the the Halloween size, like the 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 fun size, treat size, whatever you want to call f- it. First of all, let, let's just stop right there. Whoever named them fun size is so unbelievably wrong. Call it frustrating size, because because when you give me, uh, and they're not even like you know like the regular Swedish berries, they're like I don't know the size of like a, a thumb or right. something like that. Yep. The, the fun fun size is like the the size of like half of your pinky finger it's like, nail it's like, like my pinky nail yeah you're like i don't think so because i gotta put all seven of those together to be one swedish berry that's not fun that's frustrating because then i don't just steal one package of candy from my kids i've got to steal 10 or 15 packages and then all of a sudden they're like where did all my swedish berries go and you're like i don't know okay i'm just as frustrated <laughs> as you at this fun size <laughs> And then, of course, that doesn't end well because they're toddlers and they don't have a rational brain and you're hyped up on sugar. So nothing makes sense. I feel sick from eating all the candy. They're upset because they have no more Swedish berries and everyone loses at the end for these fun size packages. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, man. Steve's got some feelings on that one. Um, (laughs) Damn fun size. There ain't nothing fun about that. Here's what I have to say. If I can rip open your fun size bag of your fun size bag of candy, (laughs) and I feel the need to dump that entire bag of candy into my mouth. One shot. To get the, like the full satisfaction (laughs) of your candy. Your candy's not that fun, bro. No, you know what? Well, while you're talking here, I am going to tweet at Maynard's and say it's not that fun. It's 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 Straight not up, that fun. It, not that fun, bud. It's not fun, that fun to me. Oh, good good call, yeah. Chris. Yeah, it's not that fun to me, guys. And and like you said, like Swedish berries, like I eat one package of those Swedish Swedish berries, and again, one shot, dump them all in my <laughs> mouth. I'm like, nope, wasn't enough. I need like three more bags of these things to like, you know, satisfy that 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 craving. So. Maynard's be better. Just be better. Okay. We're not like, we're not asking for much. We're just asking for you to be better. All right. Final matchup here. This one, I went kind of like off, like oddball. Like, I mean, one of them you see all the time. One of them, I haven't seen my kids receive one of these ever, but I remember it used to be quite popular when we were kids. Um, so bags of chips, obviously, Chips are still popular. We still see people hand out chips. Um, I don't know about you. I used to kind of hate chips as kids. I'm like, no, like, give me the sugar. Like, I want that candy. Like, my parents, my parents are gonna feed me chips, but like, come on, give me that candy, man. They're like, just gonna give me a ton of candy. But they'll, yeah, they'll, we're, we're, they'll probably give me a bag of chips. Yeah, where's the candy at? Um, so, anyways, those those little um, fun says bags <laughs> of chips. Um, versus this is the one that I have n- not seen in a number of years since I was a kid trick or treating the can of pop. Do you remember oh, those houses that gave out yeah. pop? Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that. Um, right, 
every parent's worst nightmare? I since we've been taking Sienna out, I have not seen a can of pop. Um, not even a juice box. I think we've seen a juice box before, maybe. And it it doesn't really matter. It's it's a drink versus chips. Um, this is another conditional one because if you give me some, you know, Lay's Originals, I, I like a good Lay's Original. You give me the Doritos. I don't mind some Doritos. Uh, sometimes you get the Ruffles. Don't give me all dress or they're ending up in your lawn somewhere. Um, not a big Cheetos fan. I don't like the popcorn. I find popcorn giving very strange for Halloween. I'm like, do it right or don't do it at all, right? But I never enjoyed getting a a, a drink in Halloween. I remember getting the cans of pop and I'm like, you go to open it right after and you've been like sprinting down the road with this can of pop. It's like spraying your face. Like, oh, stop. Oh, it's so sticky. Oh, I can't even open my eyes anymore. It hurts. Oh, it's, uh, in, my, it's in my eyes. And I find that once I've had so much candy, because you're going to have a ton of sugar with chocolate and candy, it's kind of nice switching gears a little bit. And you got like just like a nice salty chip to to eat. Uh, I also ate a bag, a fun size bag of chips uh, of one of my, I don't even know whose it was. One of my kids lost a bag of their chips and will probably lose a couple more. So I'm going to go with chips on this. Sorry. One. Sorry. Who's which, which kids chips was it? I, I don't know. It doesn't matter which kid it was. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's all daddies. <laughs> I, I told them a, a fun way to do math uh, with your kids, teach them what 90% tax means or 95% yeah. tax means. Yeah. 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 Nine for me, one for you. That's right. Um, now, before I recap your choices here, I just want to put my kids on blast really quick. Okay. So we went to a house tonight, and this house had three bowls. They had three options, like kind of like take your pick. Like, what do you want? Oh, sort of thing. I'm like, that's new, right? And I'm I like, like it. My kids aren't old enough or responsible enough to make these decisions, but. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to let the four-year-old and the almost seven-year-old, I'm going to tell them what their options are and let's see what they pick. So I go, in this bowl, we have fruit by the foot, which... Solid choice. Solid choice. Kids like like that stuff. I loved fruit by the foot as a kid. Got to like wrap it around your thumb and... All the time. Yeah. Yeah. In this bowl, we've got some Play-Doh. Ooh. Yeah. And in this bowl, we've got some full size chocolate bars. Ooh. And then my kids start asking questions. And then, like, the homeowner starts, like, for sure, giving too much information. And I'm like, my kids are like, sorry, your dad, like, what are all the options? And, like, you're like, full size chocolate bar. No, yes. I'm pushing them towards the full size chocolate bar. Like, get the full size chocolate bar. Yeah. This is a full, like, do you not understand? Like, this is a full size chocolate bar. Like, you don't. This is the gold standard of Halloween. Don't mess this up for daddy. There's no fun size here, guys. Get this one. (laughs) So, anyways, I I, I start going back through because I see my kids, like, kind of like looking through and, like, dad, I feel like you missed something. I'm like, there's fruit by the foot, there's Play Doh. There's full-size chocolate bars, I said, and there's packs of gum. I just kind of, like, briefly, like, mentioned that, like, thinking, like, there's no way my kids are going to shoot a pack of gum. Yeah, my kids chose 
gum. Yep. Yeah, my kids chose fruity trident gum. Yep. Over the full size. And like after we left the house, I'm like, Olivia, do you like understand what a full size chocolate bar means? She goes, No, Daddy. I'm like, that's the one that like when I go to the grocery store and I buy a chocolate bar kiddo, that's a full size chocolate bar. Like that's like a an adult size chocolate bar. She goes, Oh. And like I was like, like I said, like I like a few times like you don't want a full size chocolate bar. You don't want to like. I heard like the, the the dad at the back of the garage being like, "Oh, the dad's really pushing for the full size chocolate bars." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, yeah, because I'm an idiot." I'm sorry, my kids aren't idiots either. But I mean, like, come on, guys, better life choices here. <laughs> the the trident the the fruity gum was not a good choice. Um, I'm sure your mom will love it because you're not going to be stealing her gum anymore. But yikes. Anyways, oof. Re- Let's recap your choices here. And I will also quickly um, point out, I left off the Reese's peanut butter cups um, because we all know that that is the clear winner and it wouldn't be a fair fight. That are Reese's pieces too easy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Too easy. Um, Smarties, Mars bar, Swedish berries, fun bag of chips. (laughs) Steve, what's your MVP? I'm not going to lie. This might be the hardest one. They just, each one of those has such a good time and place. And, you know, Smarties, if you want like this fun size box of, you know, chocolate to last you, it's going to last you the longest. Mars bar, maybe it might be like from my childhood, that would have been my number one. So it's got a little bit of nostalgic memories there. Um, Swedish berries are the only candy there. And like I said, I do like a good chip. Um, The older I get, the more I enjoy the the things that you don't get a lot of. What do you get the most of when you go trick-or-treating? Chocolate. You're always, or I've noticed that wherever we go, chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. So I got to pick Swedish berries. You don't get the candy as much as you do the chocolate. So maybe there's only five or six of those in a whole bag of of stuff. So I would have to go with Swedish berries for the win. You're trick-or-treating in the wrong places because you come to the Phillips household and we've got one of each for you. We've got a candy and a chocolate and you get both. It is true. I did get that with my beer. That is not a lie, folks. Yeah, and I mean, to say, like, my kids certainly got more than five or six fun-sized bags of candy. They got way too much candy. Um, Which means daddy got a lot of candy. Which means daddy got more candy than he needs, (laughs) plus all the leftovers that we didn't hand out to kids this year. Um, And you're kidding yourself if I'm not going to Walmart and buying, like... 60% 60% off candy tomorrow when it's all oh, on I, sale. I don't, I don't need to. I'll, I'll eat enough of, of my kids. Cause like after like a week, <laughs> my kids, my, need to my, my to kids are guy. over it anyways. For like a week from now, they're like, what candy? So I'm, and like, I've got all those coffee crisps to get after the crispy crunch, um, Ooh, which I have very talked underrated, about yet, right? Super underrated very that my underrated. kids won't, my, my kids won't touch that one either. So those are all for me um plus whatever else i want and i've got my little secret stash of mars bars so there you go um i'm i i'm set for candy i don't need to go hit up the uh 
the the discount shelves at Walmart as much as as I would like to. I'll I'll never forget when I was a teenager and be like, when I'm older and blah blah blah, <laughs> like I'll go hit up like I don't need to go trick or treating, like I'll just go hit it up on November first and buy all the discounted candy. And now I'm older and I'm like. I got kids, man. Like, I'll just eat their candy. I don't need to go spend more money. I spent enough money on candy that I had to give to other people's kids. No kidding. So, but uh, another fun third down. Um, you you got close today on oh, the first down. On. It's like it's like fourth and inches. Fourth and inches. I love me some Swedish berries, um, but I I don't know, man. The the Mars bar, like I said. I can't hand the Mars bars out to kids. I can get the Swedish berries out to kids. So I would just like to say that our, our buddy Liam did put you on notice uh, on Twitter when you didn't give me the first down for picking hunting as my clear cut winner. Um, honestly, it wasn't even close. It was a Hail Mary touchdown. It wasn't even getting the first down. Uh, it was like Forrest Gump running through the end zone and all the way home. That's how good of a a home run that pick was. Yeah, but you're uh, a biased Alabama fan, so. Kind of. Yeah, well, Forrest Gump played for Alabama. I mean, the A doesn't stand for Alabama, but I do have a couple Alabama hats. And also, Liam's opinion doesn't count because, like like I said, Liam's never appreciated my officiating. <laughs> um, so I will not accept his opinion. And he's a Bengals fan, so. And he's a Bengals fan. Bungles fan. Bungalows. Bungles um, bungled that one today. Yeah. Another good episode. We are past the hour and a half moments. Um, thanks to you guys who are listening. Uh, thanks to Bad Tattoo again for being our sponsor for the third down segment. Uh, thanks to Dean and everybody at the Dean Blundell Network uh, for being a part of their group. And as always, guys, I give Chris the last word. Yeah, you everyone, uh, thank you for listening to episode uh, 36 yeah. of the Bell Hawks podcast. Um, be sure to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, you know, we're available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so wherever you are listening, please be sure to hit the subscribe button over on Apple. Uh, please leave a rating and review. As Steve mentioned, we are part of the Dean Blundell Network. Uh, thanks again to Bad Tattoo Brewing for sponsoring the third down segment. Go uh, sign up for the Bad Tattoo Beer Club at badtattoobrewing.com. You can find me over on Twitter at phillipschris12, Steve at ssfisher87. Don't forget the podcast account at ballhawks underscore pod by week next week, guys. But as always, go Hawks. Peace. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. 
I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.